And welcome to BiblioChat. On today's episode, we will be discussing how government surveillance under Queen Elizabeth in 16th century England compares to government surveillance today. In order to discuss this idea, I've invited my uncle Ben Kendig. Uncle Ben, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So you, you have always had an interest in Elizabethan history and the parallels with our current times. So my question is, how does surveillance under Queen Elizabeth compare with the U.S. government surveillance today? A lot of similarities. Uh, I think the differences are, are uh, mainly wound up in how it's done, not what it's done. Um, both uh, surveillance systems had legitimate uh, goals of protecting the realm, protecting the country, protecting the monarch, protecting the people and the system in charge to prevent chaos in this society. But both systems in different ways were subject to uh, uh, a dark side. And the dark side is very interesting. Um, So can you go into detail on how Queen Elizabeth used informants and like why she had them and used them? Well, Queen Elizabeth, of course, had a privy council, and one of those counselors was a, uh, a guy named Walsingham, and he was charged with, with finding out any plotting that was going on against Elizabeth or the realm. And what he would do is he would surreptitiously hire uh, agents to go out and listen and report back what they heard. Uh, in the pubs, in the streets, wherever this, wherever he, you know, uh, could infiltrate. And this is a, at best, an imperfect system. Why? You want me to go into why? Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, because uh, it and it did uncover some significant plots: the gunpowder plot, the the plot from Queen. Mary to overtake Elizabeth and bring Catholicism back to Elizabethan England. But it also was, was a great way to get rid of your adversaries in ordinary life because it was like the witch hunts. Once you accused somebody, they threw them in jail. You didn't right. have to have evidence. All you had to do is have a highly suspect by something they said which could be interpreted a number of ways. Okay, so... How would you imagine that abuse would take place? Well, let's just say that you've been fingered by Walsingham to be a, to do some spying for him, some surveillance. And he tells you, I want you to go out and I want you to listen carefully. And if you hear anything that sounds like plotting or it sounds like uh, uh, something that someone wants to do which is illegal, I want you to come and tell me about it, when it was and who said it. So most, most I, I have to believe that the majority of people would, would, would respect the limits of that. Uh, but the, the, the kind of people that go in for that kind of business are, are people that would hang around a bar and listen and they're gonna be drinking ale. And these people in their lives, they, they lived very difficult lives back then, difficult different difficult than we live today. And if if you had a grudge against somebody, 
you could you could you could you could connive in your mind how to how to report that they said something that would put them out of business or if if somebody had a uh, something that you wanted you wanted uh, to marry their daughter. You wanted. Uh, uh, I, you could just you could just go down the, the litany of, 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 of desires that somebody would have. All you had to get them out of the way, and you could go in and take their stuff in some fashion. So uh, that's a kind of abuse, and it's interesting because we have similar abuses today, but they're much more sophisticated in a sense. So if I if I have this right. Um, if I, if someone was approached by Walsingham, um, to be, to, to search for subversion against Queen Elizabeth, they could easily operate within their own interests. They could, if they had a personal grudge against somebody, um, they could fabricate a story against somebody else for their own gain. Well, yes, uh. It's it's much like like today. It, the, the 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 intimidation factor is more powerful even than the facts. The intimidation factor can get someone to do something because they know what's going to happen if somebody starts uh, doubting them. In, in, our, in our system, uh, politicians have used the threat of doing an FBI full measure uh, surveillance on, on, on a fellow politician and they contrive up some reason that he's a communist. They did a lot of that in Joe McCarthy's day. They, they, they came and they, and that's a, the best example of our system going wrong. They, and they had the FBI uh, find, try and find communists everywhere as though communists were all in the government to, to overthrow the government. And it was a, it was a folly. Uh, now, I'm not saying there was never any communists who didn't do bad things. I'm saying but by and large, an awful lot of innocent people had their careers ruined for no good reason because of the intimidation factor. Also, a lot of them went with the, uh, uh, the straight and narrow path and cooperated with a guy like Joe McCarthy because they were afraid of him. He was a powerful intimidator and he used surveillance as a tool. So, yeah, the, the, the surveillance can help us. If we can uncover somebody who wants to use a, uh, a bomb strapped to their waist to blow up somebody, that's good. But if we, if we let that become a tool for power, that's bad. Right. That's a great example. Um, and so I guess I'm curious about today is it's clear to me that there'd be a motivation for politicians to use information against um, maybe a potentially another rival politician. Um, and I'm curious, how come, even though this seems like a very serious issue, how come the the a general U.S. population wouldn't really hear about it. Well, they do later on in the history or after the fact or an in-depth reporter who, who, who uh, you know, do, does that kind of, of uh, research. Uh, 
but 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 how how could they if 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 I'm uh, a politician and I want to get dirt on somebody, I'm not going to advertise it. I'm going to do it by private phone calls and and uh, special relationships within the government. And if I know J. Edgar Hoover and I call him and say, "Look, this is Joe McCarthy. I'm trying to hunt down all the Reds in this in this uh, they want to overthrow our country, and uh, I want to." Uh, I want to. I want you to help me, and now you know you have to do that, uh, 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 Mr. Hoover. And uh, it's not. It's not going to be news until it until it hurts so bad that people say, "How are these people doing this?" What? And and it's almost always the intimidation factor. This conversation really reminds me of uh, Edward Snowden, who declassified. Uh, government information. Um, how how does what how does his activities relate to this question? Well, Snowden um, uh, discovered that a lot of the uh, 702 security uh, regulations uh, that we mentioned earlier were not being uh, honored by the government in their surveillance practices, and so he blew the whistle from a uh, free speech, uh, privacy angle. And he was right. The only problem was that after 9-11, uh, the other side of the coin you have to look at. Uh, after 9-11, the insidiousness of these Al-Qaeda forces or whatever they were uh, that wanted to overthrow our government, uh, you, you know, you. you the mechanism of getting a court order for surveillance and all that is very clumsy and it is not time sensitive. And if you have something where you you learn that somebody's going to be talking tonight at seven o'clock, it's hard to get a judge to approve that. So uh, uh, the government did that largely, this is my imagination because I wasn't party to any of it, but largely to protect the country. And I don't think too many citizens are going are gonna to have a problem with that. But you can see that it is a very difficult line to walk between uh, privacy rights, personal freedom, and, and protection. I mean, a lot of uh, uh, organized crime uh, objected to the fact that they could be wiretapped and a lot of the wiretapping that was done was not done in due process because they didn't even have due process then. It didn't come till 78 and a lot of the stuff. But, but how do you fight that kind of stuff? It's, it's, it's a problem. It's, it's something that each person should think about deeply. How, how would you say surveillance as it exists today, is it, is it functioning in a good way or is it mostly bad? Well, I would say that it's functioning to the extent that it functions, and that's an imp important point, in a necessary way. We need to have surveillance. There's a lot of bad guys that want to overthrow our system of government for ideological reasons. And I'm talking about the Al-Qaeda types. And the, and I even think that uh, uh, some of our uh, rivals out there uh, have, have sinister uh, uh, intentions for us, possibly from Russia possibly from China. I, I, don't, I don't feel paranoid about it, but I certainly wouldn't 
be surprised if I found out that they would, were trying to embarrass us or, or do something that could harm our, hence the, the, the infiltration in the election thing. That was a, a big, but I think that we need surveillance. I think that we, we need an educated population to always have their ear toward learning that this is being done well. That's the best you're going to get in a free society. You're not going to get any, any absolutes. And uh, that, that kind of oversight that the people are listening and want things done reasonably, reasonably, rationally, is going to be our best, you know, an educated population. Okay, yeah, I, uh, I definitely agree. Um, so it seems like the central issue here is the morality of surveillance. Um, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Um, and th- this moral issue definitely relates to Queen Elizabeth, um, and kind of the kind of the problems uh, surveillance posed under Queen Elizabeth in Walsingham. Um, so, in your opinion, uh, how like are, are there some takeaways in how Queen Elizabeth used surveillance uh, and how surveillance is used today? Well, first of all. Queen Elizabeth had a largely uh, successful reign, and the uh, society and the monarchy stayed intact, and there was a relatively uh, amount of stability because uh, the gunpowder plot could have blown everything up. That didn't happen. Uh, Mary Queen of Scots could have come in and taken over the realm, and that would have been a, a huge period of disruption. Uh, and they'd had a huge period of disruption with her father, Henry VIII. So this was a, this was a very useful thing, and I think surveillance uh, was very useful at that time. And we'll never really know. We have no way of knowing, or maybe we do. Maybe there's some kinds of archives somewhere that I'm not aware of, just exactly what the negative abuses of surveillance were in Elizabeth's reign. Uh, in our reign, in our excuse, forgive me, in our in our times, we we we've had glimpses because of the um, the in-depth reporting that's been done of some of the abuses that did occur, especially as I po- pointed out earlier uh, in the McCarthy era, and uh, you know, uh, thinking people knew that wasn't right and tried to. Uh, have it stemmed by the laws of 1978. But the new threat of Al-Qaeda and the, and the, the speed at which information translates into action didn't allow for, for due process in some of these very highly uh, dangerous threats to our country. So we have to really have people in there with integrity who we can trust. And my 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 feeling is that, in general, these, these are good people. Yeah, there's going to be some bad eggs, and they're the ones that get all the press, but just because there's a few bad eggs doesn't mean there's not thousands of people working very hard in their careers to secure the country. Great. Yeah, yeah. that's a great conclusion there. Um, uh, I think we really got to the bottom of this issue. Um, there's still a lot of lot of questions remain unanswered here, but I think we exposed a lot of interesting facts. Um, thank you for uh, coming on the show today. Welcome.